Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Welcome back, everyone. Today is a very special episode because instead of just one guest, I've got five today, including a dog. I am so (laughs) thrilled to chat with the team behind my favorite local company. These five dedicated entrepreneurs are showing up with passion and serving the world in a massive, massive way. These radical five sisters come together to create the amazing Detroit-based raw juice company, Drought. And I am so psyched to get to know them today. But before we dive in, I thought I would give you guys a few stats, a few numbers about this cool company and a little bit about them and how they're making my local community a wellness wonderland. So, Drought is a family business run by five sisters. They're Michigan's one and only raw cold-pressed juice company, meaning they're not pasteurized, keeping all the amazing enzymes and nutrients for your body. They have a premium product, so their juice has no water. So in a 16-ounce bottle, there's 3.5 pounds of produce. So let me tell you, you can tell this juice is amazing. I love it. It's tastes so fresh and good and the way you feel after you drink it is even better so thank you guys all so much for taking the time to be here i know you run a business and free time must be kind of limited so thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk with me oh thanks for having us yeah, yeah, thanks we're for we're, we're psyched <laughs> yay me too okay cool well let's let's jump right in so You guys are really here um, in the community promoting wellness in this area. Did you guys grow up interested in health and wellness? When did that um, spark kind of begin? Um, So, I mean, we certainly are a tight-knit group. And so, um, you know, we kind of latched on to the healthy habits that, you know, we, we noticed amongst each other. But I wouldn't say that we had any... Um, uber healthy upbringing you know our parents really kind of encouraged activity and eating well and whatnot but you know I think we had our fair share of fast food and Snickers and Doritos and Mountain Dew and you know the like so um, you know it wasn't until a few years ago and to kind of our early and mid-20s where we began taking our health more seriously and I think it kind of it manifested itself into this business. And, you know, that's one of our main priorities is that we want to be well every day. So that means eating well, sleeping, you know, physically and mentally healthy. So um, we've kind of designed our business around that premise. Yeah. Yeah. So, so growing up, did you guys um, grow up with a juicer? Uh, To be honest, not really. I mean, we came from a large family, so a lot of what we did was out of convenience and cost effectiveness. So as you know, sometimes the most cost effective products aren't the healthiest, but it's what you can, it's what you can afford. So we had a pretty modest upbringing and 
my mom specifically stressed the importance of having fresh foods, but it's not something that maybe we had the luxury of getting all the time. Um, like Caitlin said, later in our lives is when we realized how important your diet was in kind of all facets of your life and how it affected your relationships and your mood and, you know, all of your decision-making. So Yeah, and juices, you know, all things considered, it, once it's made, it's the simplest way to get everything that you need, so... Right, It's right. brilliant. So would you say that there was like one thing or one sister that was kind of the catalyst of before even the business came to be of just health and wellness and um, and really incorporating that thought that what you put into your body really has an effect on your day-to-day life? Yeah, I would say that um, I have a sister, Jane, who is not – she's direct um, – She's related to our business in another way. She helps us with a lot of our marketing and networking and things like that. And she actually um, fell in love, love with yoga about 10 years ago. And from there is is uh, when we started to all kind of taking our health a little bit more seriously and getting involved in exercising and just becoming a little bit more conscious of what we were putting in our bodies. And so I would say that, you know, the origin of it would be uh, – Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Jane. It would come from it would come from Jane. Um and then, you know, after that we all a few of us moved away, moved out of state, um, lived in some cities that were a little bit more progressive and learned about different foods and farmers markets and things things like that. So um it kind of spiraled from there. I love that. It's it's so funny to look back and see, you know, how everything happens for a reason and, and one thing to the next is so connected, you know? So, totally. So no, go for it. Taking us back then, um, let's let's kind of zoom the lens back with what you were saying about I know you all kind of moved away and then came back here and decided to start your business here in Detroit. Can you talk about that a little bit and how and why that was important for you to bring this, um, like you said, some places that might be more progressive or or um, at a different level with um, this being wellness and juicing being so prevalent and it's not really that way here. Why was it important for you to be here and do this here? I mean, I think there's a couple ways you could look at it. The first kind of immediate response is that this is where we were raised and it's our home and our family is here, our friends are here. So it means a lot to start a business um, in your own kind of hometown community. Um, but also, you know, from a business standpoint, it, Michigan is a great place to be an entrepreneur. There's a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, startup costs are, you know, relatively speaking a little lower than maybe starting in a major city, even though you want to, but you know, if you start in New York city or you start in San Francisco or Los Angeles or wherever, you know, you need a lot of capital to be in a business. So, um, aside from it being emotionally wanting to start here for family reasons, it made sense from a business standpoint. So, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I, can, I think the list is endless because we've seen success early on that, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense for us in, in our business. You know, the, the market was wide open. No one else is doing it. Um, you know, people wanted it. We have a lot of friends and family that could help us out where, you know, in areas of business that we weren't so familiar with. So 
Um, you know, and it hasn't, hasn't let us down yet. So we love, we love doing business in Detroit. I love that. I love that. And I'm glad we got right into talking about Detroit. And I want to really focus on that in this conversation and, and talk about it even more. But before we kind of go back there, I'd love if we could, you know, zoom out even more. And could you walk us through that kind of your thought process in the very beginning stages of drought and really kind of, it'd be cool if we could go deep there and just um, walk us through how this idea was born and how you guys came together to collaborate in this way. Um, I mean, to be honest, I think it was kind of born out of chaos, like personal, <laughs> personal dilemmas and, um, you know, being dissatisfied with where things were going and that, you know, isn't always a bad thing. It really kind of, we weren't sure what we wanted to do, but we knew, um, what we didn't want. And so, you know, he had all taken different paths, you know, we're very close in age and, you know, we spent a lot of time together as kids, but when we grew up, we spread out a little bit and then eventually came back together. So, you know, I think that we just got, we kind of all revisited our priorities in our early twenties. And, um, you know, we all came to the agreement that what we were doing mostly with our jobs, um, we weren't satisfied. And, um, so slowly, but surely we, we came up with this idea. We came up with the idea really before anything else because yeah. we just wanted something to talk about. Right. We wanted something yeah. to like bond over. So we decided we we're going to have a farmer's market stand and make juice <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we really hadn't ever done juicing as a you know business. Every once in a while, we'd visit juice bars and such, but it just became this idea. Julie created a brand behind it, one of our other sisters, and we talked about it nonstop. And then we figured it would make some sense if we really put some effort into it. You know, why not? It's it's you know, if thoughts become things. So we just um, kept thinking about Never it. Stopped. And, Made some vision boards and, you know. We haven't stopped since. Yeah. <laughs> we still keep dreaming up what, what the future holds, you know. it's It has taken on so many forms. So, um. And that's the cool part about it, I think, is that, you know, that notion of thoughts become things sounds a little cheesy. But when you really put it to practice, it is the absolute truth. And it, it keeps happening. And, you know, we're we're obviously probably not at the point of our, you know, our peak success of what we really want in terms of like, you know, feeding our community with, you know, healthy options and things like that, but we're getting there and it's, it's, uh, fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't sound cheesy in Wonderland. I mean, I'm the, you put it on the vision board and it's happening. So, I mean, that's, that whole story gives me chills, honestly. And it's really cool to hear because, I couldn't agree more that the the lowest of lows, you know, bring the biggest of highs. And I oh. think that that's um, – I, I'm not surprised that that kind of is how drought and such a great, amazing thing came to be. You know, if you, you put that in combination with, like, a great team, which family, what's a better team than family, you know, to, to work together in that way. So – that's that's really cool. So so speaking of um, working together um, as a family, you probably get this question a lot, but I'm curious about this. So working so closely, and you guys said you've always been close. Do you um, do you have like? Is it difficult to transition from 
that work relationship to just being sisters now that you guys all work so closely? There's actually no separation. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, it's family and it's work and it's all, it's all together and it never stops. And it's, you know, there's something kind of cool about working together as a group because, you know, there are days when a few of us are low or one of us is really low or, you know, it never, no, not everyone falls out of love with it at once, which is the cool part. You know, it's always, there's always someone there, you know, even if four of us are down, there's always at least one person that's totally psyched on drought and like boosts us all back up. Oh, so I think I love that. that's, a, you know, it's yeah, just and heart actually, touching, just, right? Actually, we, um, <laughs> we, well, I don't know if it's actively, but we've definitely roped quite a few people into it. Um, you know. Bianca, fifth, for example, the fifth sister. Five, we call her Five B. Um, <laughs> so she's Jesse's girl, and she's our number one gal at Drought, our mm -hmm. uh, sister edition. And you know, we have Penny here. We have David over there at the table. There's Katie upstairs. I mean, I was. We were just actually before we talked to you, sitting down for dinner, and you know, all of these conversations are going on about like commercial refrigeration and floor patching and HACCP plans mm -hmm. and. You're just still talking and it's not, it's not really ever very contentious. You know, sometimes we're just like, let's do something else. Let's not talk about drought. Mm -hmm. And eventually it kind of comes up, but it's, <laughs> you know, I think that we've done a good job of, of keeping it, you know, it's, it's a very like bright light in our lives. We all really like it. You know, it's not, it's not a job. It's not work. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes we laugh, like I'll call one of the girls and say, like, I don't ever feel like I'm doing anything. You know, <laughs> how are we even how is our business in business? And but at the same time, you're doing. Yeah. Everything. At the same time, like you're, uh, you know, on hour 12 of your 18 hour day and you're feeling great. So or yeah. so, or someone great like you wants to talk to us. <laughs> so obviously we're doing something right. <laughs> you're doing you're doing a lot of things. And I mean, that's that's so cool and that that's exactly like the thing the conversation that like I want to bring to life here is that when you're doing your passion it shouldn't feel like work and I think that's that's the goal I I would like to get everyone to in society you know when you when you're in line with doing something you love it will never feel like work and and you guys are such a beautiful example of that so yeah, I mean, are you in the market for a 5C? Because you can adopt me. Like, Yes, yes we are. Anyone who wants to join our We're going to call you 5K. Yes. I love that. That's amazing. Um, well, yeah, well, I mean, after hearing this conversation, I, I think we're going to have a lot of inspiring entrepreneurs. So as a segue to my next question, what advice do you have for for people who do have a passion like this and, and want to start a career as an entrepreneur, but there might be some fear there. Um, what advice would you give inspiring um, entrepreneurs? Um, I mean, there's a lot of advice. I, I think that, you know, to not just sugarcoat it, like sometimes the fears are valid. Like how am I going to pay my bills and all these, these things? Because when you start a business, you're really leaving the comforts of maybe a job that has a, a set salary and set hours where you leave your work at home at six o'clock and you're done. And, you know, starting your own project of any kind is, is a massive dedication, but it's something that's super rewarding. So I think that, you know, as, yeah, again, it's as cheesy as it sounds, but like you really can't let anyone get you down because there are some things that 
actually do make sense. Like, you know, someone asking you, how are you going to make a living off of this if it's not creating, you know, a lot of revenue, but you just have to stick with it. You know, eventually, like you said, if you're doing something you love and you don't have to make excuses for it and you keep working hard, I really think that it can work out. So my advice personally is sticking to it. And what about you? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, positivity. Yeah. Oh yeah. Positive thinking. That's, that's, that's the key to success anywhere. I mean, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, then you, if you just think that way, then you are, you know, I don't think there's anything. We all have different kind of paths that led us here. And, you know, frankly, none of them were particularly nutrition or juicing. So, um, but it makes sense. So just, yeah, come up with an idea and be confident in it. And if it changes and takes on a million different forms, I think that that's, that's honestly the only thing they have to keep constant because, you know, like money and, customers and critics and all those are just going to kind of keep coming and going and you know when you least expect it so yeah just kind of zone everyone out (laughs) keep working yeah no i I agree with that completely jess what about you guys what do you think these two quiet gals (laughs) yeah yeah a couple of contemplative couches right now (laughs) we need some deeper questions here because they're uh I think they're thinking hard over here. Yeah. <laughs> Any additional thoughts to that? I mean, being an entrepreneur rules. Even if you don't, <laughs> even if you don't have any money, you know, like the, yeah. the. I think people think that sometimes, like, they see drought and they're like, "Wow, this this product is so cool and it's in glass bottles and these girls must be doing really well and making a lot of money and you know." you know, we say like, Oh, our sales are going to be $1 million this year. So people instantly think like, Oh, these girls are millionaires, but you know, (laughs) behind the scenes, it's not quite like that. You know, we still do everything on a very strict budget and we're putting all of our money back into the business. And that's just kind of how we've always done it is we're trying to create a a premium product and, and a sustainable brand and not stop at, you know, at anything. So it's working out. (laughs) <laughs> yes it's 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 working out well um well as you were saying i mean one of those those valid fears that you had is that that you guys work really hard and every single day even even though it is something that is your passion and and i can relate to that with what i do you know i love it but at at the same time it's it's something that i can sit like blogging for hours and be like oh my god i haven't gotten up and stretched and just like forcing myself to you know <laughs> get up and do some yoga and drink some water because it's like you it's you got to take care of your body before you can do anything good in the world and and you guys kind of alluded to that earlier when when you talked about the fact that this job, this career, this passion, um, one of the greatest things about it is that you guys can really take care of yourselves and, and situate your life in that way. So running this business, that's a lot of work to keep up. What are some things that you guys do to take care of yourselves and make sure your health doesn't take a backseat even when things do get super crazy? Well, I'll, I'll say something first, and I'm sure that other girls will chime in. You know, I think, you know, running is something that a couple of the girls are really into, yoga. But to be honest with you, one of the struggles of it is that sometimes you do put, even though we're in the business of health and wellness, it still is sometimes something that can go to the wayside. 
you know, we do work a lot and sometimes we don't sleep as much as we should, or we, you know, because as you know, there aren't a ton of healthy options around. We'll even find ourselves having a juice company, but still having to find food conveniently while we're, you know, making a delivery and going to pick something up and having a meeting. And, um, but at the same time, we've, we've created a schedule where if we really need to go to a yoga class or go for a run, it is, it's possible. And I think that when we're all feeling our best is when we do integrate those activities into our lives. Yeah. I mean, we try to be active every day and, you know, we become better at taking breaks and having other people help us out. You know, um, our employees are great because they've, they've really allowed us to like, stay sane and take care of ourselves and take a little bit of a break. Um, you know, cause I still think that we all have a hard time removing ourselves from every aspect of the business. Um, and yeah, I mean, we also have kind of dabbled in Vipassana meditation. So a lot of the pr- principles behind, um, mindfulness and, you know, noble silence and things like that, just kind of, kind of getting away for a little bit always helps, but it's tough. It's tough to kind of do that stuff every single day and really stay committed to it. So I think that's why, you know, the fact that we make juice and it's organic and every once in a while, it's just a reminder. I mean, we'll be doing like a work task and we'll say, oh, we have spoiled juice here, which means we can't sell it, which means nothing's wrong with it, but it just passed the date and we love drinking it. And then it reminds us that (laughs) we feel so good when we drink juice and now we know why we make it. And it literally sometimes takes Mm -hmm kind of a spoiled juice to really get you back into healthy living. And I know that probably sounds ridiculous, but that's how it goes with us. No, that's a great quote. It takes a spoiled juice. That's, I that's a tweetable. I love that. Well, we're now that we're talking about the juice and I, and I wanted to get to this and, it's funny that it's taken us kind of this long into the conversation, but I would love for you to tell everybody, and I think a lot of people tuning in will kind of already know, but I would love for you to explain it. And I'm sure you get this question countless, countless times, but why cold pressed juice? Why is it so damn good for us and so expensive for you guys to make and source? Um, Okay. So where do we start? So, it's actually very simple. And I think that if you can, you know, if whoever is listening can, can understand a few things that the way that most food, you know, or food like products are made nowadays is um, it takes a lot of money and the process is pretty bizarre. Um, You know, most foods are preserved somehow and it's not usually very natural. Um, so juice, for example, is usually pasteurized, um, which is, you know, it allows the juice to sit on the shelf for longer, sometimes up to 18 months. And um, in pasteurization, what you're doing is you're heating the juice. Um, you know, the idea is to kill all of the bad bacteria, but as everyone knows, there's such thing as good bacteria, and it's actually very important. Um, so, you know, the things that are alive and well in the juice that, you know, basically the, the only benefit to them. Um, we think that pasteurizing can probably be skipped 
and you, you know, in, in effect have a, a pretty decent product. So cold pressing is, is a little bit of a slower process. It, it applies a lot more hydraulic pressure. Um, you know, really what it does is slow, slow the process down. All of the ingredients are juiced separately and they're mixed by recipe. So, yeah. you know, and we, we source everything organic, um, you know, in our opinion, where we're at, it's, it's the best way to ensure quality produce. Um, you know, we're working on kind of becoming certified ourselves, but, you know, and then we packaged it in glass, which we feel is, you know, the best option. It's much more reusable, you know, environmentally friendly, whatnot. So we just kind of, we designed our product around what we feel is best from what we've known and kind of taught ourselves and think that, that, you know, our society should probably kind of reconsider and maybe revert back to, you know, cheaper faster, larger, isn't necessarily, um, you know, the most beneficial. So sometimes we are a little bit counter culture. Our, our juice doesn't last long. It's expensive, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, if you really break it down to what your priorities in juice, it, it makes more sense. It's a lot more nutritious. So. Yeah. And cold press is often called a slow oxidizing process of juicing. So by using the hydraulic pressure, it reduces the amount of oxygen that mixes with the juice. So it gives it, you know, maybe a richer taste and a longer shelf life than what a rotary juicer would produce. So something that you would typically make at home with a rotary or centrifugal juicer would have to be consumed immediately. But what we produce has a 72 hour shelf life. So you know, in most terms, that's not a long period of time at all. But for raw juice, it is actually an extended, um, an extended shelf life. And it also allows us to package juice cleanses for people, which is one of the um, products we offer. So we do single juice sales, but we also do a fruit and vegetable based cleanse, which is six 16 ounce juices per day. And yeah, that's it. Like Caitlin said, it's just the best way to make juice in our opinion. And that's why we chose it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's delicious and I love it. The, Thank you. The funny thing that, that you guys said there that got me thinking about um, when we all saw Joe Cross speak, you guys brought in Joe Cross a couple months ago. And, and when you were talking about it, this kind of being the um, counterculture and kind of going back in time, it, I, I loved one, one point that he brought up, which I know you guys um, will understand. And it's just that you guys must hear it a lot that, you know, oh, for people who don't understand what you just explained, that, oh, this juice is so expensive. What makes it different? And then obviously you explain it and, and people understand and, and find the great benefits of it. But what um, what Joe Cross mentioned, which I would love to see, is that this um, this way of life can be more affordable for people. And he was saying, you know, if everyone went into McDonald's and requested drought tomorrow, then McDonald's could be our best friend, you know? And I thought that was a really great analogy that, you know, every time we spend our money, we're voting. And for me, that's why I love spending my money on drought. I would, I enjoy it. I'm supporting people that I believe in. I'm supporting a business that I believe in, something local, something organic, something that my body loves as much as my taste buds. And I'm doing a great thing for the city, you know? So it's really thinking about it like that. I think um, it makes it really just makes sense. So, yeah. And, yeah. We- <laughs> 
and also, you know, to that, to add to that, it's, it's almost, I'm not saying we uh, drinking drought can prevent things, but it's preventative medicine when you take care of your body. So yes, you're, you know, pay now or pay later, either you pay for good food and, you know, maybe a good yoga instructor and all these things that some people might think are a waste of money, but you know, in the long run, you're really saving yourself a lot, not just money, but a lot of pain and a lot of, you know, confusion and all these other things. So drunk, long drunk nights can become a thing of the past if you start drinking. Um, yeah, but it's actually, you know, what I tell people, especially when they just don't seem to be getting it is, you know, it's cheaper than a cocktail. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to simplify it like that. You know, it's some, a lot of people don't think twice about things like that. Um, yeah, you'll spend, you'll spend, you know, eight or- bucks plus a tip and like, you know, you don't have to tip us and it's a total deal. Cheap. Yeah. Well, I mean, it so is some- a lot cheaper than surgery or drugs or, you know, taking care yeah. of yourself really is the cheaper option if you think of it that way. Totally. Sure. Totally. I know I keep, I, I was listening to NPR in the car this morning and I keep hearing about this Obamacare and everyone's just pointing fingers and blaming each other. And there's all this, you know, rigmarole around the Obamacare. And I just, all I'm thinking is like, if, if all of these people were just taking care of themselves, right. they wouldn't be focusing on this, the negativity that is healthcare. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, you know, for me, that's kind of, that kind of always reminds me of why it's important to take care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, here in Wonderland, we have Wonderland care and that just really entails doing yoga and drinking drought. So (laughs) everyone agrees on that. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Everyone is different, you know, like that's why we try to be non-absolutist and be like, oh, you need to be a vegetarian and drink our juice and do yoga. Like, you know, everything, everyone has something that works for them. So just take, just be good to yourself is kind of our motto, you know? Yeah. And, and that means so much more than, than just the juice or the yoga or the the physical stuff. I mean, it's really, to me, it really starts with your thoughts and the way that you think and who you surround yourself with. And I think that that's something that the, the first step doesn't even have to be buying the juice. The first step can just be taking care of yourself what? and knowing that you're worth the juice, you know? Totally. <laughs> Do that on Wendy Williams. <laughs> did you watch The Secret? Is that where you learned this from? Oh, yeah. I'm a big believer in The Secret. I'm a big believer in, in all of that. I, I can't get enough of, of self-help and The Secret and positive thinking and, and the, whole, the whole gang, you know? Deepak and Marianne and yeah. everybody. So I'm glad that, that we're all aligned. That's, that's yeah. definitely the way I'm thinking over here. So Yeah, so, absolutely. So speaking of lessons, um, what's the biggest lesson you guys have learned in doing all of this? Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, a lesson. keep positive. I think staying positive is probably the biggest lesson i mean don't take any wooden nickels i don't know don't take things personally and yeah, stay positive should, yeah absolutely because you know a lot of people and things will come in your way which will try and keep you from doing what you want to do and 
and a lot of things can get you down. And I think that if you just remember that, you know, I don't know, stay positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really yeah, is. I mean, I don't, what was the question? Yeah. What's the lesson? We're still thinking about it. I mean, I think that, I think maybe one of the lessons that I'm coming to realize is that, I don't know, it's, it's just like a path. Like we're on a path. We're not, you know, we keep, we're, every once in a while we reflect and we talk about, you know, when we get here or when we have this or, you know, remember when we were, you know, just a few months ago. And sometimes like, you're not sure if you're there yet, if you're, you know, hitting your goals or like, are, you know, am I successful? And, and it's not even like a negative thing. It's just, you know, um, I think that reminding yourself that like, it's, it's okay to kind of, you know, for, for what you're doing to take on many different forms. And, you know, sometimes people that are supportive aren't so supportive and vice versa. Sometimes you can find a lot of support in places that you never did. You know, we, we, um, the girls one night we had extra juice and we figured that, you know, sometimes when we have extras, it, it doesn't make sense just for them to pile up in our fridge that we should just go out and give them to people. Maybe some people that hadn't tried our juice and, you know, we've done it a few times now and it's really interesting to see, um, you know, and sometimes when basically what we're facing is a, you know, an overage where, you know, we're not, we're going to lose a little bit of money. We can't sell these juices. We had too many. And we try to kind of create something good out of it, maybe some new customers. So what did you do? You guys went to Ferndale, downtown Ferndale, and basically just punked a bunch of people with juice. And, you know, everyone has a different reaction to it, and it kind of brightens their day. Yeah, it was Royal Oak. We were in downtown Royal Oak, and Jesse just started approaching people on the street, and I was hiding in the car nervously. (laughs) (laughs) Because I knew, like, they likely didn't know what it was. And, you know, when people approach other people, they just get nervous automatically. And, um, it went way better than I expected. I, I timidly came out of the car and started participating in the handing out. And, um, people were really, really receptive. And we had a couple of people like recognize us from behind. <laughs> like, Is that drought? <laughs> Be really, really excited about it. So that was really, uh, self-affirming moment <clears throat> I yeah the question I know another another lesson I have one more I think personally it's something I'm still working on but you learn that like the importance of kind of being selfish I think mm-hmm. you know what I mean I know that sounds a little it, it could be perceived to be negative but it's not I think that you you really begin to learn what you need for yourself and that it's not wrong to need things for yourself mm-hmm. and to request them and to work toward them. And um, I think that's one thing that I've learned is that selfishness is positive sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, honoring, oh. honoring yourself and just believing that, that you're worth it. You know, you're, you're worth totally. everything from sleep no. to $10 juice to just being with people <laughs> and taking a day off and – yeah, I think that's that's awesome. I agree. We, we should start like a fun run. Drought and Katie all about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think we're gonna collaborate a lot. I think this is just the start of a lot of things for us. So so speaking of Detroit, I, I would love um for you guys to 
to talk to us and everyone listening here, because a lot of the, our, our listeners aren't here in Detroit. They're, they're all over. So I would like for you guys to kind of talk about the wellness movement here and what what are some of the good things going on here. We mentioned a little bit earlier that in some other areas, it's, you know, this type of thing is more prevalent and it's... Um, and but here, what I love about being here, what I tend tend to focus on a lot is that there's such a need here. There's so much work to be done here that I feel really great and and good about that. But at the same time, there's so much cool stuff happening. So I love it. Love it if you guys could talk a little bit about that from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to apologize. I <laughs> I read your name as Katie all about it, but it's <laughs> is that your last name? <laughs> No, but I wish it was. That sounds so uh, no, no, no. Oh, gotcha. All right. I just I, I my eyes were blurry and I and I was like, Katie all about it. Cool. So So cool. Yeah, all about positivity. Yeah. What's up? Oh yeah. Anywho, all about Yeah, so the the wellness movement in the- All about it. <laughs> the, all the about wellness- you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um I mean you know, I think it's, we're, we're obviously seeing it from just one perspective, I think, I mean, maybe four or five perspectives, but, um, you know, as business owners, I think, especially in like kind of the wellness realm, we get to see and meet, um, some of the kind of, you know, established other business owners down here that have been doing, um, you know, kind of creating their own small little communities, uh, you know, whether it be through juicing or integrative medicine or, you know, activities, you know, running groups that meet up, you know, I don't know, cycling, whatever. It's, it's definitely everywhere. Um, I think the thing here in Detroit is that it's, you know, sometimes you have to seek it out a little more. It's not like, um, in New York, for example, where we used to live, you're going to literally run into juice bars every corner. You know, you have to get in your car and drive or order it online or whatnot around here. So, um, you know, but it's it's definitely thriving. And I think, you know, there's since we've moved our business downtown, um, you know, which was in June, a few months ago, four months ago, there's been a vegan soul food place open up. You know, there's a new coffee shop coming that, you know, sells vegan pastries and you know everyone's kind of popping up with some options on their menu there's actually even a seafood restaurant right nearby our kitchen where we produce and we used to go there or we still do but right when we opened they opened we were there every single day um and you know we became friends with them and supportive but none of us really ate that much seafood and so they ended up putting a vegan curry dish (laughs) on the menu for us um, which is really cool, and it's apparently become very popular. So, you know, I think that there's small examples of the wellness community kind of growing everywhere, um, you know, and I, I think that we're all excited to kind of keep learning and meeting new people and, you know, encouraging other people if, if they have ideas of, you know, business centered around health and well-being to, you know, bring them to the city because, you know, there's lots of room for everyone. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm just so fortunate and excited, and excited to, be to be here in this community here. doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess going off of that, um, you and you mentioned this a little bit about the the new storefront in June. But one thing that I 
really admire about your brand that I love almost as much as the juice is um, the packaging and the design. And I, I, from the website to the Shinola storefront, everything's so clean and beautiful. So which one of you is the mastermind behind um, the design? And, and why did you guys decide to go with that kind of clean, unique style? Well, Julie is actually, she's not here right now. She's with her beautiful daughter, Stella, but Julie kind of created the entire brand. Um, she's always had a flair for, you know, I don't know, creativity in general, but we just wanted to create something that was, like you said, a very clean, modern, yet traditional look that what that didn't pigeonhole us into being only for women, only for men, because if you know, and I'm sure you do because of what you your background is, but a lot of juice companies or wellness companies, you know, and it's not negative, but sometimes their marketing is very specific, whether it be, you know, gender specific or just for the super health conscious. We wanted to create something that was chic and minimalist and that a man or a woman or anyone would feel comfortable holding and that they would feel great about and be able to reuse the bottle and, I don't know. I mean, it's just as simple as that. We like, in our personal lives, those are the types of things we gravitate toward are very simple products, quality products. So we just wanted to replicate that in our own style um, for a juice brand. So Yeah, and I think also, you know, that it's it's worked out, and I'm, I'm not sure if this is, you know, Julie's plan from the beginning, but our product is very simple, and we have, you know, we have a glass bottle that has, you know, Aside from drought, pretty much nothing on it. And um, you can see the entire product. And there's no, you know, the juice settles naturally. The colors kind of distort after a day or so. Um, there's really no hiding what's in there. And that's, you know, actually, it's intentional. It's, you know, we're, we're trying to kind of be very transparent about what we do and what's in our product. And, you know, that's one of the issues that I think, or, and frustrations that people have with food nowadays. They don't know what's in their food. And they don't trust it, and you know, the packaging is is kind of cloudy and whatnot, so you can't actually see what's in there. You just have some really pretty pictures, fruits and vegetables on the outside, and you know, we're just trying to kind of get away from that. If you know, if the juice kind of looks like swamp water, it's, it's supposed to because it's made from <laughs> greens and you know, algae and stuff, which is really good for you. So, um, yeah, I mean, we can't take credit for it, but we're we're keeping it going. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, yeah, I'm I'm drowning in, in drought bottles. I love them. I, I make my almond milk every week, and I put it in a bunch of drought bottles, and I have it in my fridge, and I love it. I can't recycle them. I, they're too beautiful. I have to Very cool. Them. Yeah, and you know what? It's all... <laughs> you will... <laughs> and it's nice, too, because, like, this was kind of unplanned, but it's it's nice marketing for us because people really enjoy the packaging. Uh, which we're grateful for, and we enjoy it too. Um, so they carry it around. You know, it's kind of a form of advertising for us because if our, our our consumers are that interested and really kind of into the packaging, they will, you know, show their friends, bring it to a yoga class, bring it just in the car with them. So it's worked as kind of a marketing piece for us too. Oh, yeah, sure is. I mean, I'm a walking billboard. Every time I drink my water, I'm, I'm walking around <laughs> with drought. So... Um, yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the nice bottle. Thank you for the water bottle. <laughs> um, 
so what what was the time when you guys kind of knew like all right this is it so so what has like been the most exciting thing that's happened in your business so far um <laughs> I would say the very beginning that kind of pushed us forward when we um we uh when I got our kitchen and yeah you think that was I don't know I think I feel like it's always exciting and yeah. every time like, every I feel week like there's something topped like there's something that's more exciting and we're like no way yeah we've coined this phrase phrase and we say world premiere <laughs> so we're always on text feeds together we have a we have a drought text feed um between uh the f- the five of us that do it together and we uh <laughs> every week there's at least one of us that says we, we just um dumbed it down to just wp so anytime <laughs> it's a wp text it's it's pretty exciting yeah, it just means like stop what you're doing stop because you're something doing. really exciting has happened and it it happens all the time except for our accountant actually texted it the other day and uh he didn't mean it. It was like a typo, and we got really mad because he didn't have anything <laughs> exciting to say, but we still love it. Yeah, so um, I guess your question was the most exciting part. Probably, yeah, probably when we got our kitchen space. I wasn't here for that, but you guys were. But we're building a new production space right now. We're not building, but we're renovating. So that's pretty exciting because just to see the physical kind of square footage grow i mean aside from everything else it's really it's really yeah, kind of encouraging we got, some, we got um we just also received our custom shipping boxes we're going to start shipping nationally so that you can order our juice online you can get it delivered to your door which is pretty crazy yeah. um just a big drought box showing up so that's exciting that'll probably happen within the next month um i don't know i mean Life is grand. I think everything's exciting. Yeah. This is exciting, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah, it's always, it's always really, really cool when someone wants to talk to us about it because, you know, our award. I don't know. Yeah. And also, not to, not to boast, but we <laughs> were just named Entrepreneurs of the Year by the Michigan State University Product Center. Woo-hoo. So we will be – thanks. <laughs> so we're going to be going on November 12th to their Made It in Michigan um, – is it like expo. a, yeah, it's an expo and a conference, but we were super grateful to have that. So the Michigan State Product Center has been really helpful in, you know, helping us understand food laws and all the necessary parts of starting a, a food or beverage business. So they're a great resource for anyone who's trying to start. Uh, we're hoping we get business. a trophy too. Yeah. Well, we, want, we want trophies. That's all. <laughs> trophy I'll make you a, for the trophies. A wellness wonderland <laughs> world premiere trophy. All right. Oh, world premiere. Well, we've never had a trophy, so it would be a world premiere. Spray paint one of those drought bottles gold and write WP on it. Oh, Ooh, man. That'd be way cool. <laughs> She's um, going to do it. So other than gold bottles, or may- maybe that is, maybe it is gold bottles, but where would you like to see drought in like 10 years? Gold bottles. Gold bottles. Yeah. <laughs> bottles dipped in gold um i think honestly you know not in like a crazy corporation type way but i we would like to be everywhere in terms of accessibility we want our product you know it is premium but we've always said this we want it to be accessible to to everyone so we would love to figure out a way to have it be widespread 
you know, enjoyed on a massive scale and not just for people who can't afford a $10 juice. So, yeah. And, and, you know, eventually if we do get, when we get big, um, being a, an enjoyable place for people to work, I kind of pride ourselves on, on creating a a really positive environment for our, our employees and, from the beginning, that was kind of our, our number one goal. And we like to keep that going. You know, everyone's always like, oh, yeah, working at Home Depot is awesome. They get great benefits and working at Starbucks rules. They get paid well and they get good benefits. You know, things like that would be ideal for the future of our company to be be able to not only provide a ton of jobs throughout the United States and elsewhere, but but yeah. to be um, to have a good reputation that it's, you know. People love drought and um, I don't know. Are can't, wait to, can't wait to work for us. Yeah. I mean, there are just too many, too many jobs and, and lifestyles. I think people leave. Yeah, we want to, we want to enhance people's lives somehow. Ours included. So that's why we started this. Wherever that is, wherever that takes us in 10 years, maybe we'll be living in Maui uh, with our own farm that just sustains drought, but you never know. Well, wherever it goes, I, I know it's going to gonna be really cool. So um, one other thing I want to ask you guys. So what? how are you challenging yourselves right now? So what is something that you guys are scared of that you're doing anyways? <laughs> I'm taking a really hard class on rules and regulations about <laughs> food the, uh, yeah, the food safety of our Raw product. Yeah, of our raw product. So that's pretty challenging for me because I am not an academic. <laughs> and <laughs> if you knew me. Um, and so for me, that's like a personal challenge. Um, and I mean, we're challenged every day, but it's not necessarily. I think we like challenges. That's why we're doing this. We, we clean out coolers. We lay new floors. We, you know pick up produce boxes, we deliver, I mean, we do everything. So there's, there's always a challenge going on. It's like Double Dare every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Nickelodeon Double Dare. Yeah. Global guts. Um, (laughs) Well, I think one of the challenges is that is um, we've, we've grown so fast and we've brought a lot of people onto our team and figuring out, you know, how how to manage all of our, um, all of our new help. And um, because all of the people that have really approached us and wanted to work with us, like we really are trying to, you know, include them in the best way possible. Because the first, I think our first two or three employees about a year ago, Mm -hmm. we were so exhausted and overworked that we didn't even really, um, we like could not even wrap our head around like adding employees, Mm -hmm. you know, it's. We weren't, we never had a business before and we didn't know. And we were the only, we thought we were the only ones that knew what we were doing and, you know, no one could ever really help. And, um, you know, as our team grows, I think that it's, it's challenging because we want it, you know, we want it to stay tight knit and positive. And, you know, meanwhile, it just, it's every other day, everything changes, you know, we'll have these new protocol in place. And then it's like, whoops, we just grew out of that space. We got to move. So you know, just remaining flexible and keeping a good attitude. Um, I think that's probably an everyday type thing. Yeah. Rolling with the punches. Exactly. Totally. So I usually ask this 
to people. And when it's an individual question, um, it's a little bit easier. But I, I think you guys are, are can handle this. So I'm going to challenge you guys to tell me if you could collectively have one superpower, superhero type power, what would it be? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Let's, can, we let's huddle. Huddle. can we huddle real quick? Yeah, you can huddle. Okay. Captain Planet. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> maybe two. Maybe two. Um, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I think I think that. I would say so. Uh, probably a blessing implanting, is the wrong world, but maybe like implanting the secret into people's minds. Yeah, I like yeah. that. You know yeah. what I mean? A wand. Yeah. Yeah. If everybody has, I mean, yeah. Jenny super strength, so she can carry all the boxes without any effort. Yeah, I would, I would like full super strength, so I could carry Our it. first choice was super strength, and our second choice was the secret. So. <laughs> no, but I think that if, um, you know, the, the general attitude that we try to keep, we were able to really pass that on to other people, because it's been one of our biggest assets, um, that, you know, we whatever they choose to do with it, it probably would be pretty awesome, because, you know... You know, if we could spread the consciousness all over the world. Oh my gosh, I am like fist pumping right now because honestly, that is what what I try to do here in the Wellness Wonderland with this podcast, with just inspiring people to to change their consciousness and to change the way that they think because can you imagine if everybody in the world, you know, thought in that way and and to to really focus on that is, is so amazing. So... This is just it would be way cool. It would be way too cool for everyone. (laughs) You're a superstar. You should be on national television. Yeah. For real. Oh my gosh. Well, we will we will be someday. (laughs) We will be together. I'll be interviewing you on national television someday. It's on the vision board. Yeah, you will. Break dancing and I'll be juicing on the side. Seriously, (laughs) let's do it. Let's make a date. It's totally going to happen on the vision board. So it's happening. What's your dream channel to be on? Yeah. What's your dream? Oh, her own channel. Katie all about it channel. Instead of going, ooh, ooh, you could go. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's such a good name. And yeah, it, I think our own channel where I interview cool visionaries like you guys and, and really bring light to this conversation, I think is amazing. So the last question I want to ask you uh, before we wrap up the podcast, and then I want to just, hang out and come over and like be friends with you guys but i'll say one quick thing yeah girl power power. totally spice girl style (laughs) yes so the name the name of this blog and this podcast as you guys know is is the wellness wonderland and and the, the the question i always end um the podcast with is this um what does that mean to you when I offer you that term? What does living in a wellness wonderland mean to you guys? Oh, man. Oh, man. Magic. Um, living in a wellness wonderland. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think it just, I think it means living the way that you want to live. And I think that most people would say that they want to be healthy. They want to be well. Um, Happy. You know, and the way they get there is different, but it's it's kind of an all-encompassing 
Um, I, I don't know if it's happiness, but I think that that's always a, a part of it to be well. Um, but yeah, just, I think that a lot of it, you know, the wonderland part, not to be too nerdy is really kind of alludes to like the mental and emotional aspect of it, you know, however you want to feel, however you, you know, think when you think positively, um, that's like your idea of wellness. So I think that it should be, you know, your, your, your podcast and your blog and everything is a place that, you know, makes people feel good. Yeah. And I think being in a wellness wonderland is not compromising. So not compromising your values or your dreams or, you know, your speech or anything, you know, just kind of really staying true to staying true to yourself, staying true to yourself. So Great answer. I love asking that question because everybody who I ask has a, has a unique perspective and, and that was one of my favorites. So you guys are awesome. So just before we wrap, can you guys tell everybody where they can find you and your cleanses are shipping nationally now or will be shipping naturally so the people who are listening who aren't from Detroit can get their hands on some drought? So our website is droughtjuice.com. And from the website, if you're local in Detroit, you can order a cleanse for delivery, a home delivery, or we have locations in Midtown Detroit, Birmingham, and Plymouth currently. And then we will be shipping nationally within a month. So keep, yeah, before Christmas. So keep tabs on our website and our Facebook and our Instagram, and we'll let you know what we're doing. Amazing. Well, I highly recommend the ginger pear cayenne with a shot of E3 E3 Live. So everything is good. Everything is good. You love it all. Do a cleanse. Go to drought. Follow drought. They're awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Katie. We really really appreciate it. Katie's all about it. Katie's all about it. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me at Katie Jailbout and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation. And like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.